Hello, this is the Barton Podcast. Barton stands for the Black, African and Asian Therapy Network. This podcast is for anyone who's interested in the internal psychological world from a race perspective. I'm Eugene Ellis. This is the fourth of five seminars hosted by Barton. The series is entitled Therapeutic Practice That Speaks Across Cultures. You can subscribe to SoundCloud, where the podcasts are hosted, or subscribe to iTunes or another podcast catcher of your choice, and get the episodes when they become available. Or I can let you know through the email list, which you can sign up to on the Barton website. In this episode of the podcast, Sonia Welsh-Mooring gives us an overview of family, community and systemic constellations. Now this is an approach to working transgenerationally. It's a combination of Western and African approaches and is described by Sonia as a healing ritual with a therapeutic edge. Sonia talks about her own ancestral research and how systemic constellations has impacted her own personal growth and understanding of her own ancestral heritage. She also talks about what systemic constellations looks like within a group context, where group members ritualistically and respectfully become representatives of family. Now that's family in its widest context. And this is to gain insight and understanding. Here then is Sonia Welsh-Mooring. Hello everybody, my name is Sonia Welsh-Mooring. I'm going to talk a little bit about my professional background. This whole systemic constellations, family and community and systemic constellations for me, has been a personal and professional journey. I've not been able to really kind of divorce them. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about my professional background so that you're really clear about that because I know there'll be different therapists in the room. Um, I wanted to say a bit about how I came to Constellations because it's quite personal. Systemic Constellations is a method and a process and approach to working transgenerationally. But from an African heritage perspective, and I speak as a South American, Caribbean, Black Brit, um, it's also ancestral research. And that feels very important to me. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about my personal experience about that and also how I think that might relate to how we think about community. I will give you a bit of the Constellations history, but not in great depth. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about this idea of African-centred therapy. Because this is very much what I'm trying to do with this approach, bringing my own approach to it. I started off in the substance misuse field in the late 80s, found group work and facilitation, loved it, went and worked at London Lighthouse when the HIV calamity was in full kind of swing and, and did a lot of experiential facilitation in groups. Decided to become a, a mediator because I had a lot of issues in my family with conflict. I was constantly arguing with my dad. I didn't know my place in the family. I'd argue with my dad on behalf of my mum, who never asked me to do it, but I did it. Uh, I had a lot of issues in the family because my dad moved us to Essex. So in the 60s and 70s, we were the only black family in Essex. And I had a lot of anger from that. And then I did, I found systemic work, but I did systemic management at Kenston Consultation Centre. So I did a postgraduate diploma in systemic management, but it wasn't 
systemic therapy. And I was doing a lot of organisational work, that's why, facilitating groups, doing team days, doing that kind of thing. And then I found NLP and coaching, so I did a lot of coaching and I set up a lot of professional development coaching in Westminster Council. Got really fed up with organisational work and I wanted to go back to community. So I decided to do a postgraduate diploma in mental health nursing. It was an amazing two years working on some of the mental health wards in Brent and Harrow, which is primarily where I was, and seeing how many young black men were in there, but a lot of black women as well. A larger group of people from Somalia, uh, which isn't surprising with that kind of history. Lots of people, young men, that would rather be on a mental health ward than out on the streets because it was safer. Lots of psychosis, lots of schizophrenia, and then I left that and I did 18 months as a health visitor, training health visitor, which was really interesting. So looking at kind of families from the other side. And then after two years of that, I really had enough and I was quite depressed as well. I realised that I'd always had this low-lying depression and I think that that's something that's very common uh, with a lot of um, women black women from the Caribbean, we don't talk about it, lots we don't talk about, but it's in the background. And I worked a lot of that out when I did this mental health nursing. So then I found Systemic Constellations and I did an 18 month training and then I did another year training and I've been working with this for about seven years. So I am a therapist, I'm not a psychotherapist. To train to be a family constellator is quite different from training to be a psychotherapist and sometimes I've had people on my courses who've said um, you know they've been a bit rattled because some of the things I might do as a facilitator some of the ways I might position myself you wouldn't do as a as a therapist you know I quite often disclose I quite often talk about who I am where I come from because that's part of the work and uh, whereas if I was a psychotherapist I wouldn't so I finally got to the stage where I can say I am a therapist and I understand that but it's important for me to say I'm not a psychotherapist because there are other people that have done extensive training and learnings and I'm not trying to compete with that. And actually I don't think that family constellations work is a therapist. <coughs> I think it's a solution focused brief therapeutic approach that can be very powerful. And you can do it once, twice, three times, but it's not a, it's not a therapeutic uh, practice where you go once a week and you're having therapy. And if it was that, I think I'd be a bit worried about it. I don't think that's what it should be. Okay, so that's a bit of my history. How did I come to Family Constellations? I went to a workshop a bit like this. It was a women's, uh, a women's Day conference. And there was somebody that was running a a family constellation workshop and one of the exercises that she invited us to do was to take a little toy animal but I do it often with one of my little dollies this is my little diaspora dolly and she said put your finger on it and tune in and see if you get a message or a feeling or, or something just see what that process does anyway so I did this put my finger on it and my great grandmother Margaret Literally, I heard her voice. I've never met her. I heard her voice and she said, you should go and do this constellation's work. You'd be good at it and you'll make money. 
And my dad always said that my great-grandmother, Margaret, was very avaricious. Greedy is what he meant. And he had a really bad relationship with her. So it was kind of really odd, but it really resonated with me. And I thought, I'm going to go and do this. So I went and did a weekend workshop, and I loved it. And then I went and did an 18-month course. And I just kept going with it. So that's my kind of personal story of how I came to Constellation's work. And that's where the ancestral research comes in. Um, so I, and I'll talk about and the, the history of it because I think it ties into it. Because for those of you that might know a little bit about Constellation's work, it is both systemic and there's an African-centered heart in there. For me, it's an integration of Western and African, and I think that kind of gets bypassed um, by some constellations practitioners. But classically, that's what it is, and I'll talk about that a bit later on. So I, I started doing this constellations work, and I remember um, thinking, I'm going to go and ask my father about great-grandmother Margaret, because I'd heard about her. So I went and I started asking him these questions. So those of you that have done family therapy, you know, the Jenny Grand, the finding out about your family, whatever. To begin with, he didn't really want to talk about it. But I persevered, and so I started asking him lots of questions about the family um, and his place in it. And about 15 years before, two of his half-sisters had turned up on the doorstep and said, we're your half-sisters. And Dad kind of owned and disowned them as the years went on. And actually, I found out, because I'd done all of this research, that my my aunt Margaret, one of these half-sisters, had actually been in contact with Dad in the 60s. She'd lived in London for a bit and tried to contact him, but he didn't want to do it. So I just got really fascinated and I started asking lots of questions. And my mum had a letter from 1979. And this letter was from her brother. And this letter was all of their parents and grandparents, back to their great-grandparents. And it had about 100 cousins on it. And it only went up to 1979. Now, I grew up in this family of four, my mother, my father, my sister and I, really quite disconnected from a lot of the family. It's a very Guyanese thing, maybe it's so for other people, but people left and went to lots of different places. And in 2015, I went back to Guyana and I started reconnecting with my cousins and I took this letter and I met this cousin I'd never met before. And she took it, she must be in her early 60s, and she went to another cousin. And she was saying to him, oh look, this is how you're related to this person and that person. And I was like, what, wait, you don't know this. And she said, well, people never talked about it in the past. People didn't talk about who was an auntie or who wasn't an auntie, it was just your auntie or your uncle. My cousin told me this story of um, a young Guyanese woman that she'd heard of that was living in America and she had a boyfriend. She was going out with this boyfriend and she went to his house and she looked up on the wall and she said, what's this picture of my grandmother doing on your wall? <laughs> and I thought, this is a really good example of why we should be doing our ancestral research. And actually, lots of people really are. Lots of Caribbean people um, are doing, well, not just Caribbean, I'm talking from my history, are starting to do their research. And when I asked this cousin, 
She said, oh yes, Boy Blue Up in New York is doing research and my Aunt Margaret's doing research. And so from a family constellations perspective, that reveals the kind of splitting and separations that there have been. And for me, a real need to kind of reconnect and find a way to work that through. So that's kind of my personal professional story to how I came to Constellations work. So I'll give you a, a quick overview of the background of Family Constellations, the story. Bert Hellinger is a German Catholic priest at the time. And he went to South Africa, KwaZulu-Land in particular, and worked in the community as a Catholic priest worked with families, worked with communities, set up a school and when he came back to Europe, I think he was over there for something like 23 years, a long time, he brought some of that experience and he defrocked, he got married and he got really interested in becoming a psychotherapist and he looked at systems work, he looked at primal work, he did some hypnosis, different kinds of strands. He really kind of like did quite a lot of different kinds of psychotherapy. And my understanding of constellations is that it actually wasn't his term. He went and worked in Canada with a couple who were a business couple and were using the words constellation. And he came back, so he's really integrated. Systemic constellations is an integration of lots of different things. And he started doing this constellations work and in the early days he was quite he's quite a forceful person so if you look at any videos of Bert Hellinger in the early days he'll be telling people where to stand and where to go and how to do it and it constellations has changed a lot it's evolved it's morphed into lots of different things systemic constellations is transgenerational work the idea is if we can go back and heal the wounds from the past, in the present, we can make a difference for generations in the future. Mm -hmm. If we look at the patterns that we carry, so for example, I'm very mindful of the almost 50 young men that have been killed on the streets of London. When I look at some of the patterns of that, there are some things that I see. So for example, I see young men wanting to be part of family. Some aspects of this. There's something they're looking at in a gang that's family. One of the things I didn't say is, after I finished my mental health nursing, I went and worked for a couple of years on a master program that was set up from the Home Office in 2015 to 16. It was mental health of young men in gangs. We were training professionals across the education, health and social service fields into mental health of young people in gangs and there were a lot of police that came which was good a lot of people just didn't get it and after as we went through the day you know you'd actually be saying it there's a great clip in a video of this young boy talking about this hyperness around all the time you know stories young people would tell well i can't go out of my front door because it's somebody else's turf so i always have to go in and out the back door so from a mental health perspective, it absolutely makes sense that a lot of these young people in, in gangs, there's a range of mental health issues. Hypervigilance, anxiety, some depression, some of the guys who are at the top, 
may have real psychopathic traits or personality disorder traits. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm veering off a little bit. But one of the things behind constellations is that if things are unresolved in the past, it can recycle into the present. So in people's families, somebody might feel that they're carrying something that isn't really theirs. Why am I carrying? So for me, I got to the stage where, when I was doing constellations work, where I started thinking, why, why have I been so angry all the time? You know, what am I carrying? What's that about? So the idea is that people might be carrying things from the past. And that if you can, and those things can sometimes be hidden from view. Mm. And some of the things that are often hidden in family are the excluded. So in a constellation, when you're sitting talking to somebody who's setting up a family constellation, you will ask questions about the family, and you don't necessarily want the whole story, but you'll want to know, are your, the parents together, the grandparents, the siblings? You talked about order, for example. So in constellations, people would stand um, in order, which is quite an African principle. You know, people will stand according to where they're, they're born in the family, and respect is given to that. And there's authority and there's pre precedence in the family. So, you know, there's give and take in relationships and time and place. So in a constellation, if I'm sitting talking to somebody, I'll ask somebody about their siblings because I want to know where are they in the family. Actually, quite often when you do a constellation, you will find that people are standing in the wrong place in their family. It might be either because there's one sibling that's always been the favourite, and so they think that they're the top boss, even though they're the, young, the youngest. It might be that they'd be excluded. So we ask questions about if there's been terminations, if there's been miscarriages. And sometimes this will only come to light in a constellation. So I'll give you an example. The constellation that was on my family, it came up, and I can't explain to you exactly how now, that there was potentially an excluded sibling on my father's side. He'd never talked about anybody, and I was like, no, he never talked about that. But when I went home and asked him, right, and this was literally about four years ago, he told me that he had another brother. And the brother was in between his sister and his younger sister and his youngest brother. And what had happened is it had been a tragic accident in the family. And this young boy, who was called Godwin, had died when he was 18 months old. Nobody talks about it. So, you know, it's like, well, my dad wasn't one of four siblings. He was one of five siblings. Sometimes in constellations, those kind of things can show up. The same thing with terminations. Sometimes there'll be a termination, abortion, however you want to call it, and the mother may never have breathed. The so, in the constellation, there can be a resolution if the mother can grieve for the child. And this doesn't always happen. There's not always solutions to everything, but that's a possibility. In a similar way, I did a constellation actually in Ghana uh, at the beginning of this year. And uh, it was with a Mexican woman who was working in the hostel I was staying in. And her brother had died about 15 years ago and the family had never grieved and it was a very interesting powerful constellation but within that there was some healing that was taking place through seeing the patterns that were set up with the family members now i'm getting to the stage now where you're going to go how on earth does that happen because you can't see it so i won't go further than that but that's what constellations can do if you include the excluded everybody has their own fate so this idea that you might be carrying something 
It may be you're carrying something from somebody in the past. We call it in constellations the following. Sometimes children follow, follow their parents into illness into death, for example. So sometimes that might be around that somebody takes on the suffering and guilt of a sibling. And also the family includes the living and the dead and the ancestors. So interestingly enough, when Bert Hellinger came back from South Africa, he never talked about his experience over there. And in the classical family constellations model from the 80s, this is really what I'm talking about in terms of family constellations. But in terms of an African connection, and I talked about the integration of the, of the Western and the African, at one of my first constellations workshops, when I was finding out about this, I got really intrigued and interested. And I was like, well, where are all the black people then? It's a typical way I was well, um, because constellations is throughout the world. There's, somebody told me there's a thousand places in Mexico you can learn, train, or have healing in constellations. It's all over Russia. If you go to Germany and you say constellations, it's a household name. I've talked about constellations. I remember being in Portugal to a Dutch woman. Oh, she said family constellations. Really well known in the northern continent. Spreading throughout Russia. Spreading throughout Mexico. Not very well known here. Not very well known in the States. And the facilitator that I was talking to said, well, I don't know, you're going to have to go and find out. It was kind of really irritated me. But then I thought, well, actually, I have to start from my own back door. I have to do the work. My father's recently passed, bless his soul. I am so happy I did systemic constellations work. Because now he's gone, my mother has... Um, I wouldn't say she's dementia. I say she's, she's, her memory's gone. There's nobody to ask these questions. If I hadn't done that work, there'd be nobody to ask. So I really would say from my heart, if you've got parents and you want to find out about this, start asking them, because it takes years mm. to really get it out. It's not like a month or two. The African aspect of in the constellations is, I think, within the ritual aspect of it. Um, and that's not always acknowledged. So constellations has changed so much nowadays that some people don't even want to own the African aspect of it. There's some constellations now that are, people use horses, it's happening in organisations, people are doing ecological ones. What I think about constellation is that it's a healing ritual with a therapeutic edge. And I'm increasingly talking about our need to remember what we've forgotten. Our need to do our ancestral work. So earlier this year, I went to Benin, and I found out a lot about my family ancestry from Benin. I've been to Ghana. Um, I think we've forgotten, as, as, as African heritage people, I think we've forgotten our ancestors, we've forgotten our traditions. And I think as a Caribbean, African Caribbean person in the UK, and I know not everybody feels like this, but this is my work and this is how I'm taking it. I think this thrust to find ancestral roots, to remember what's been forgotten, is an integral part of our identity. Who are we? Who am I? Where do I belong? When you ask those young guys that are killing other people on the street, you know, who are they? Where do they belong? When we look at the patterns repeated in our families, you know, we've forgotten our traditions. Some of the young people can't even cook anymore. 
which for me is sacrilegious, you know. I, I cook my Guyanese food, I know how to do it. Lots of young people can't. There's an issue with that. Okay, so if somebody came to a workshop, normally I would sit there and put an offer out to people, if you're ready to do your work, come and sit in the chair. And they feel ready and they come and sit in the chair and then I would have them say, choose somebody to be your family member. So they might choose you. So they'd go, you're the mother, you're the father. In one day, if I was doing a workshop, I might do four constellations, five constellations. But quite often people will say, well, I came wanting a constellation, but actually I did the work in the group because the themes are always different. By asking those people to be representatives for your family members, it's like they, they, I can't explain to you, and this is why everybody always says, how does it work the way that it does? But you know, you know energy, right? And so there's something that transfers. To do the constellations, it has to be heartfelt. You know, you have to really want to change or do something. And sometimes people come up and they're not ready. And so you just say, maybe you could do it later or you're not ready. Sometimes what happens, and this is why this work's powerful, Sometimes you can have a deceased family member and when you put them in, they're standing up. Mm. Now, typically in constellations, if somebody's dead, they're lying down. But sometimes people will be standing up and when you're asking them why are you standing up, they're saying they don't feel dead. There hasn't been a mourning process. Sometimes, not always. There hasn't been a mourning process in the family to let that person go. And sometimes after the constellation, the person can then lie down. Sometimes it can just be family members. Sometimes countries are important. So sometimes you can have family members, but you can also have people representing countries. And then as a facilitator, for example, sometimes I can bring in a resource. So by that I mean, if it looks like in this family, there's some splits. So, for example, the two Jamaican kids were left at home while the fat parents came over. But when the parents came over, they had two other kids and the two Jamaican families felt excluded. And then they came over five years later and they always felt the UK kids had preferential treatment. Well, sometimes you can put in a country or you can put in um, strength or you can have somebody stand behind somebody with their hands on the shoulder as a resource supporting them. So there's lots of different ways that you can add things, put things in. How does it work alongside psychotherapy? Um, I really see it as an adjunct. Sometimes people will bring a client and they get their client to do the work in the group and then they can go back and carry on their work. So maybe they feel stuck or maybe somebody feels like it's a family thing but they don't have time to send them to family therapy sessions. So a constellation can take anything between, I don't know, half an hour to an hour-ish, normally. And if I was doing a day, it might be a 10 to 5, and then you'd have four or five constellations. But it really depends on who's ready to work in the moment. How do you know what's true? Sometimes representatives will say, I didn't know if this was really me or the other person. It doesn't really matter, because it is where you are at that moment. In terms of the truth, especially when you're working with excluded people or you're going back a generation or two generations, you don't always know. Some people will come in and they'll say, I feel there was abuse with my grandmother from things that my mother said, but my grandmother's now dead. You could do the constellation with the mother and the grandmother. It might not be able to tell you this is the truth, but the energy 
of the grandfather when he came in. Everybody could feel it. It was so intense. And the way that he behaved as the representative, all you could do at the end is to say, it looks like what you're feeling, there may be something there. But you don't always know. So the fact that you can say there might be something there, it's important for me as a facilitator to always say, that might be there, but what's the ramifications for you and the work that you need to do now? So they might be carrying some of that stuff from their grandmother and they could work with that in another constellation for themselves or they could go to therapy and work with it. Yeah? With a family situation, which can be really intense, that's why people kind of go, whoa. That's why, that's why this kind of constellations um, experience has the impact on people. Um, because it does bring up things that perhaps in therapy it might take you a really long time to get to but it's not the only way and it's not always the right way so a constellation might not be good for somebody who is having a mental health trauma maybe it's very depressed or whatever I do believe that not just within the African heritage community but I think within a lot of communities I think people are being called to do this work some kind of ancestral work. I'm not doing this work, and I don't think constellators do this work, in place of your work. That's not the intention. On the 29th of September, I'm doing a one-day workshop for Barton. So if you're interested in exploring this further, it'll be up on the website, do come along. And I do sometimes do circles, so like three hours at quite a cheap rate, um, just to kind of introduce people to the work. If you know any groups who would be likely to come in and do a session like this, I'll do it for a donation, I'll do it for a small amount. I'm not interested at this point in time in making mega money. I want to get the work out into the world because it's great work. Thank you to Eugene for inviting me. And thank you to was Sonia Welsh-Mooring talking about family, community and systemic constellations. If you want to know more about Constellations work, Sonia Welsh-Mooring, as she said, is running a day's workshop on the 29th of September 2018 in London. To find out more about Barton or our trainings, please visit us at our website, which is www.baatn.org.uk. Whilst you're there, you can also leave your thoughts on the Barton podcast page. I hope you can join me for the next podcast, but until then, goodbye.